0: so glad you tuned in today we would love to hear how god is using this podcast to encourage you you can do so by visiting our website at wearefreedomlife.com welcome to freedom hope is on the way how many remember that So we talked about hope being on the way and I kind of want to then take off a little bit from that because we talked about how the word of God will change our lives and I wanted to talk about this morning the way God intended it. Words. We think words, we hear words. We speak words, we sing words. We write words, we read words all the time no matter what you're doing. Whether you're sitting at a computer screen, scrolling through your phone, doing whatever on your iPad, driving in a car, sitting at work, words are everywhere. Words, words, words every day. Let me caution you with something because I heard something. uh, I found a quote that was interesting and I thought it would be worth sharing here this morning. And here's the word of caution. Don't mix your words with your mood you can change your mood, but you can't take back your words. Is that right? How many ever said something, and the moment it came out your mouth, you wish you could snatch it in the air and bring it back? How many ever felt that before? Some of you are painfully nodding at me. I can see it in your face. Like, like, oh, that happened on the way to, right on the way to church this morning, Pastor Tony. I, just, I said something, and the moment I said it, it was like, come back. No, I can't. You ever said something that you were like, "I wish I could take that back," but what I meant was, "No, you said it." It's it, you just just start asking for forgiveness. You can clarify and clarify, but it's very difficult to forget the word that was said. The power of words is amazing. Would you agree? Think about it for a moment. At every stage in redemption history, from the time. Even before time, God's creation to man's fall, to to Christ's redemption, to the coming of Christ. Listen, the coming of Christ, he will shout, again, words. A shout. Why? Because that's what we do as Christians. No. Shout because words have meaning. Words have declaration. And in your life today, what are you declaring what are you declaring in your life? God is here to stay, and trust me today, he's not silent. Come on, somebody. How many know that God is not silent? God is always speaking. We just lack hearing him, right? Isn't that true? Sometimes we think to ourselves, man, is God? does God still speak? He does, and he's... He's still speaking today, but guess what? He wants to create miracles in your life, but we often don't get them because we don't hear from him. And I want to to put this church in a place where we could hear from God. How many know what I'm talking about? I want to put you as a believer at a place where you could hear from God. And it's a difficult task sometimes, I get it. God's word, though, decisively creates, confronts, convicts, corrects, yes, and comforts each of us. How many ever got a comforting word? Raise your hand if you ever got a comforting word. How many ever got a convictive word? Convicting, got a little bit of conviction. How many ever got a correct word, a word of correction? Okay, get this right. Right? How many ever got a creative word? A creative word. Just somebody said, you know what? You should really develop that gift in your life. You can receive all kinds of words in your life, and words carry immeasurable significance. So we got to be careful. Our tongue is a rudder. The universe was created with, say with me. Jesus healed and cast out demons with a rulers have risen and fallen by their Many have worshipped through words of song and confession and preaching. Words are everywhere. Words are life. But words can also be death. Yes? Are you with me? Words are at the center of even our technological, uh, technological age. Politics, education, business, relationships. What you say matters. Why is it that you think that what you say doesn't matter? Guess what? What your boss says about you matters to some degree. You could say it doesn't, but it's hurtful if it's not right. If it doesn't feel good, it's hurtful. But then how much do you digest? Look at me for a moment. How much of that word do you digest? How much of you do how much of it do you take in and say, well, that's truth? Just like on the internet. Anything you read on the internet is true, right? It's just. No, it's not? correction well then why do you take everybody's word as true listen the internet is just a reflection of what people are thinking so let's be very mindful of this that the word of God is the only active source that we have that can help us bring life that can help us decipher what is true from what is false it's the only thing that can help us filter. I'm so excited um, to hear of all the great reports. That one of our resident teachers, John Gordon here, teaching Romans. Man, so many people I talked to, them, How, how's Romans going? Oh, we love it. Thank you, John, for being faithful to the word of God. And I realize that the more and more we dig into the word, the more and more we find truths that we need. But like I mentioned last week, some people go six days without God and come in here expecting all kinds of miracles to take place. Pastor Tony, you got two hours. Fix me. (laughs) Honey chow, my man, you need more than two hours to fix that. (laughs) Listen, God said that to me too, so don't, don't get offended. Come to the Lord, Lord, fix me. Tony, you know you. (coughs) Don't expect something too fast. No, no, listen. I know God is all powerful. I'm not comparing it. But you hear what I'm saying? Sometimes we think that somehow. But you know what happens? It's easy for us to take our Bibles for granted. Why? Because I don't know about you, but I have Bibles next to Bibles on top of Bibles next to my desk. And then at home, at my home office, I have Bibles next to Bibles on top of Bibles, all kinds of translations. I got them all. I got just about all of them. I'm pretty sure I got most of them. This person's study notes, that person's study notes. I got a lot of different Bibles. The question is not how many Bibles you have. The question is how many, how, many does, how, many of the, how much of that word is in you? And where is that kept? On your shelf? Isaiah said, I've hidden my, thy word in my heart. That would not sin against you. Guess what, friend? That Bible does no good on the shelf if you don't pick it up and do something. It's not like it's not like you can just walk around being like, "Well, I'm just going to rub this thing on my head." Just- no. the Word of God is dwelling in me richly. No, that's just you're just wiping your mess all over that nice Bible. You need to. Open this thing up and hear from God yourself. Colossians tells us like this, Colossians 3.16, and we have that verse up on the screen here. Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you, what? Richly, Richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts. Listen, if you're singing songs and you don't have gratitude, check yourself. Just check yourself because there has to be a level of gratitude when you're worshiping God. If you, how many know a sarcastic worshiper is not a worshiper at all? Right? You don't typically be like, and think that's genuine. Right? You just can't do that. You can't. Like, That body language alone, I don't even have to check the heart. Like that's just (laughs) cut and dry. There's nothing there. I can't see any Jesus in that right there. right? But what we got to realize is that it's not about posture. Hear me, hear me. I think posture reflects what's going on inside. And sometimes I just need to stand and say, God, speak to me. Again, this message is not about posture. Hear me. I'm saying genuine worship requires for us to realize that we are to let the word dwell in us, not in one ear, out the other to dwell in you. That means you encase it. You, you, you put it away. You put it in a treasure in your heart. And you say, I look at this as important. And so what, what, would our, what would our homes and our churches and our schools look like if people had the word in them? What would our churches, what would our homes, what would, what would, what would your job look like? If the word of God was primary, and some of you are like, you don't know who I work with. That is far-fetched. That is not going to happen. Listen, maybe it's not about them. Right? I'm not responsible for them. I'm responsible for you as your pastor. So my job is to help you and encourage you To let the word of God dwell in you, let the words of Christ dwell in you. What? Richly. What is richly? Pure, unadulterated, uncensored, let that word be the word. Don't you try to, don't you try to make it something it's not. Let it be rich to you. And so when we read Paul telling the Colossians to dwell in the word of Christ, We think to ourselves that he's telling them, get your face in the word. Guess what? There was no word at that point in everyone's hands like there is today. Are you you hearing what I'm saying? The words were in the synagogues, but you know what he was saying? He was saying, the word that you hear, let that settle in you. If you get the privilege of reading the word, let that settle in you. Because only the richest of the rich at the time had copies of the scriptures and the scriptures were in the temples. Are you following me? It wasn't, raise your hand if you got a Bible right now. Just raise your hand. Raise your hand right now if you got a Bible. Maybe you want to even hold up your Bible. Hold your Bible up if you got one right now. Hold it up. Maybe it's digital. Maybe it's glowing right now. Maybe you want to wave it like this. No, okay. So you, you have yourself a Bible, right? Guess what? This wasn't when he wrote this to the church of Colossae, that, that wasn't the case. So it wasn't like that where he was saying, go to Bible study and sit there and read the word and study. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, encounter. For some of you that encountered and you walk with Jesus, let the words of Christ dwell in you. Why? Because some of them actually walked with Jesus. They encountered him. Some of them second hand. Right? I know a friend. How many know a guy? Right? I know a guy that has a connection. right? Come on. I'm from New York. I know a guy. <laughs> Everyone knows a guy. Right? But the disciples they walked with Christ on a daily basis and he says to the, the church of Colossae those of you that have gotten the privilege of hearing Christ, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And then what does he say? Pass it on. Right? Right? Right. Pass it on. Teach it. Admonish one another with wisdom and songs. Some of you are like, I don't sing, Pastor Tony. I just don't sing. Listen. Something has to go on in your heart that you're willing to say, God, you're worthy of praise. Praise however that looks. The Old Testament scrolls resided in the synagogues. In fact, when Jesus was, Jesus being the word himself, the word was made flesh, 1 John 1:14. When he was in the temple, how many know that he caused a ruckus? He read from the scroll of Isaiah and they were like, oh yes, good teaching, good teaching, yes, good teaching. And then he said, then he closed the scroll and he says, today, This has been fulfilled in your ears. He just read about the Messiah. How about stuff went a little wacky? Because they didn't believe that Christ just said what he said. And so what I'm saying to you is this. When when God's son eventually enters into human history, he lives by the word of the Father. Luke 4.4 He keeps God's word, Luke eight fifty five, and he preaches God's word, Mark 2, 2. If you didn't hear those verses, go back to the podcast. The father gave him words. He gave him something. Look at me. If I come up here week after week and I don't offer you the word of God, I'm wasting my time and yours. Because there's no opinion that I have, look at me now, there's no opinion that I have that can ever change your life. Real quiet, okay. So, nothing I do can change your life. I could change your mind, maybe, but I cannot change your life. Are you feeling what I'm saying? So let me share this with you really quickly because I believe that revelation that God intended for each of us has to be clearly stated. So the first one is this. Jesus' words are inseparable from his person. Rebecca, can you give me one of those water bottles, please? Jesus' words are inseparable from his person. Christ should be identified... Thank you. Christ should be identified by his divine attributes yes he had divine attributes right but his person and the words he spoke they all came from him because Jesus was the word now let me be clear he was telling us what the father wanted us to know right he made that very clear but the word of God cannot be separate from Jesus. You can't say, I know Jesus, but I don't believe the Bible. Come on, somebody. I believe the Bible, but I don't know about Jesus. It can't coexist. That, those thoughts can't coexist. Jesus is the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh, John 1 John 1.14. Jesus is the word, it's inseparable. And so we look at, to be ashamed of Christ's words would be to be ashamed of Christ himself. Why is it so important that we have the word with us? Because you have it memorized 66 books, last I checked. Right? If you've memorized 66 books, talk to me after service, let's get you helping other people memorize the entire scripture. It's very important. But we realize that the word of God is important. But why is it that we fight so hard to read it? Why do we fight our... Because our flesh is in constant turmoil with the, with the spirit, right? So Luke chapter 9, verse 26. We'll have it up on the screen here. Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. That's the word of God. That's not me. That's Luke 9. You ashamed of my words, you're ashamed of me. If You're ashamed of me and ashamed of my words. You can't coexist. So the first thought is simply this. Jesus' words are inseparable. Everybody say inseparable. Inseparable. That's, the, that's what it is. Number two, simply this. Jesus' words are eternal. Guess what? Jesus never wasted a breath. He never wasted a word. What he says will always be. Jesus doesn't have to tweet and then d- delete the tweet. Come on. How many, how many ever known somebody to tweet something and then they untweet it? You can't untweet. Like, Jesus don't untweet. His words are eternal. (laughs) Right? He doesn't doesn't change his status from unavailable to available back to unavailable again. Right? He's not a chat room, friends. He's eternal. And his words are eternal. And guess what that means? Look at me. The promise he has for you? Eternal. Eternal. The word of God goes as, as further to say this, that the, the, the call of God on your life is irrevocable. He doesn't strip that from you. It's on your life. Now, whether you will accept it is different. How many agree with that? Whether you accept that call in your life or not, it's irrevocable. The gift he's put in your life is irrevocable. So, you, you know, you can sit around and believe the enemy's lie. There's no way God can use you now. How many ever heard that lie? Be honest. There's no way God could use me. I messed up. I done did it now. I said something I shouldn't have said. Can I tell you something? Jesus' words are eternal. If he promised you something, it's there. Dig and look for it. The other day, my son had something in the, uh, he had something in the car and I forget what it was exactly, but I remember him grabbing it and walking in with me from the car in, into the house, went through the garage, into the house, closed the door, and uh, I don't know, I was doing something, and then he was like, Dad, have you seen my, I think it was a switch, have you seen my switch? I'm like, no, did you bring it in from the car? And I said, well wait, 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 yeah, I saw, you ha- I saw you had it, you had it. And he's like, Dad, I don't know where it's at, maybe I should go check the car, I said, no, time out, time out. You walked into the house with it, that I remember. It's in this house. Look for it. Just plain look for it. It's in the house. You go in the garage, you're wasting your time. Right? You go upstairs, maybe there. You go in the car, not going to be there. If you walked in the house with it and you never left, it's there. What I'm saying to you is this. If God put a calling on your life, forgot what that is, but then you remembered you need to go for it? Guess what? It's in the house. Look for it. Look for it. Somebody say, look for it. it. Why? Because the call of God, the gift of God is irrevocable. It's eternal. And so we realize this. Unlike heaven and earth, Christ's words will remain forever. Matthew 24, 35. In a world that prides itself with my word is my bond, right? The world want to be like, listen, my word is my bond. Well, that's until something doesn't go their way. Right? Jesus warned us how one hears and one responds. And we look at the scriptures and Jesus warned us how on the day of judgment, every person will give an account for every, watch this, for every careless word that comes out of our mouth Matthew 12 36 and 37 but I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment watch this for every empty word they have spoken why because words have weight so watch them but it was, only a, it was only a statement. A statement was all that was necessary to scar that person for years and years and years to come. Everyone, look at me, everyone will give an account for our words. Now, is that an indictment on you? That's between you and the Lord Jesus Christ. What I'm saying to you is, words matter, words have weight, Be careful how you use them. For by your words, you will be acquitted, and by your words, you will be condemned. Why? Because words have weight. Young people, look at me. I need every young person to look at me for a moment. Anyone that's 12 through 18, and you you haven't quite gotten to the uh, age of 18 yet, you're kind of still at that. Can I tell you something? Be very careful the words you speak and the words you receive. Because these words, they're things that, I, listen, they're wonderful things that happened to me when I was a kid, but I also remember when I was a kid, somebody that said something. How many of you remember something fantastic happening when you a kid, right? Some good things, yes? But how many of you in this room remember something someone said to you when you were a kid? Right. Almost on the same breath, you could say, I, I, I remember that too. Why? Because words have weight. you got to watch them. That which comes out of our mouth is from our heart. Matthew 15, 18. The way God intended it was to allow his word to dwell in you. Not man's word. Not your own word. Not your own expectations of what you think you should be or how you think you should be. Because we are our own worst critic. How many raise your hand if you're your own worst critic? I'm my own worst critic. Listen, someone could design something and I'll be like, wow, that's great. And I love playing around with graphic stuff, but I could design it and I can tweak it and find everything wrong with it. And somebody could look at it and go, oh, that was pretty good. And I'll be like, nah, there's this wrong with it, that wrong with it, this wrong with it. Okay, let me put it in real terms. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> let us pray. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. Ten, ten people could come up to you and be like, wow, your hair looks so nice. One person could walk by you and I say something about your hair and you're like, they don't like it. They don't like it. They hate it. Get me a hat, quick. Just get me a beanie. It's hideous. Or the other side of it is you could say to someone, hey, I like your hair today is today I can't it's, I can't even manage it today you can't even take a compliment just take it just take it thank you right why, why are we our own worst critic we want to we second guess everything can I tell you something God never second guessed his call in your life did you hear that God never second guessed his call in your life so, why are you? Why are you second guessing everything he tells you you are? Why are you second guessing your marriage? Why are you second guessing your call? Why are you second guessing your job? Listen, if you say, God, let your will be done, show me. Believe that he will show you. Hallelujah. Thank you, That's it. So, sometimes we just gotta stop listening to all the everything else and just stop and say, God, your words are eternal. Third, Jesus' words have power. Jesus could cast out spirits with a word. He cast out sickness with a word. What are you talking about? John 4 46, the miracle of healing the nobleman's son. You remember this? Right? The healing of the centurion's servant over in Matthew chapter 8. He tells him, listen, you don't have to go, Rabbi, you don't even have to go. Just what? Say the. Say the. Just say the word. Words have weight and there's none weightier than his. Amen? He said, just say the word. Just say the word. Friends, look at me. I need you to understand something. Everything that you carry was given by someone who gave you what you're carrying today. every weight you carry in your life was given to you by someone who gave you that. The word of God has declared really simply that he can speak a word into your life and your life will never be the same. Distance is no longer a factor. He can speak it and wherever that person is, It is taking place. I believe there's some of you in this room that if you just believe one word can change your life, your prayer would change. How you pray would be different. How many get what I'm saying? If you actually believed in what I'm saying to you, that one word from God can change your life, I would say to you this. Take a good look at where that word's coming from. Because if one word could change your life, you want to know the source. Right? You want to know the source. So here's my my fourth point, and it's kind of my wrap-up point here. Jesus' words are spirit and they are life. The words of God are eternal and they are life. They're spirit. Jesus' words... Dwell or abide in those who are united to Christ and abiding in him. Who do you abide in? John 8:31. To the Jews who have believed him, Jesus said, If you hold my teaching, you are really my disciples. If you hold my teaching. Isn't that what it says? Is that what your Bible says? Look at your Bible. Tell me if that's what that says. Because you need to understand, if you hold a teaching, then you're his disciples. If you don't hold his teachings, Clearly, clearly you are not his disciples. So, what's the lesson on that one, boys and girls? Hold to his teaching. Get in his word. Only those who hear and keep Jesus' words have that eternal hope. Luke 11, I'm going to give you a few more verses. Are you ready? Because I think more more words from him is better than more words from me. Luke 11:28, he replied, "Blessed. Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. You're blessed. You're blessed." John 5:24: "Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him, who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but, is, but has crossed over from death." to life. Listen, Mark tells us this, those who heard him were amazed by his words. When Jesus spoke, people were amazed by it. Amazed by it. Now I know, listen, I know this. I know that when you listen to a speaker worth listening to, it's almost like time Stand still. There's people that I can listen to preach, and it's almost like I can listen to them for hours. And you know what's interesting is that in Luke 19, the people that were listening to Jesus, Luke 19, 48, it says that all the people hung on his words. Why? Because they are spirit and they are life. In a world that's sarcastic, negative, and damaging, Jesus' words are spirit and they are life. Amen? Hebrews tells us this, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, right? Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, to the joints and the marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Wow. Now listen, I'm going to post some of this later on our group page or whatnot. But there's a chart that I have that's really too exhaustive to go into. Um, but it's absolutely, I found this and I said, you know what, I'm just going to share this later on social media. You take a look at it, whatever. Uh, but, but there's something about godly words versus ungodly words. And I'll just read a few of them. Can I do that real quick? Proverbs 10.32, godly words. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked knows what is Perverse. And I love that about Proverbs. It goes into this good and bad, that constant tug. And then Proverbs 12:18, the tongue of the wise brings healing, but rash words are like a sword thrust. And I'll read one more. Proverbs 13:1. The wise son hears his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. Why? Words matter. Words have weight, and words make a difference. So what am I saying? I'm saying this. How then should we live? How then should we, as believers, live? Well, I'm glad you asked that, because one more verse tells us exactly how to do that. Matthew 7 tells us, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Amen? Friend, I know, listen, I know, I gave you a lot of scripture, but friend, hear me, hear me closely, his words are life, and anything you need to know can be found in the principles of scripture. If God didn't say, do this, there's a principle for it. Well, Jesus never said this, or Jesus never addressed that. There's a principle in there. Somewhere, look for it. Ask someone. Dive in yourself. It's in the house. You came in with it. In your life, you live your life with purpose. You live your life with a call. It's in there. Look for it. There's not a person in this room with a pulse in this room right now that doesn't have purpose. But there are people that have a purpose with no spiritual pulse. So my thought to you is simply this. Let the word of God dwell in you. I challenge you, get into the word and let God challenge you every day of your life because there's not a single thing he's put in there that is there to waste your time. Yes? All of scripture, say it with me, all of scripture is God-breathed. So let me review my points real quick. Jesus' words are inseparable from his person. Jesus' words are eternal. Jesus' words have power and Jesus' words are spirit and they are life. I don't know about you, but I want to build my house on a rock, not on sand. Friend, God wants you to live your life standing on a rock that is bigger than you. Amen? Can I ask you right where you are to bow your head to me for a moment? Lord, the way you intended it is for the word to dwell in us. That's the way you intended it. Forgive me for the times that I do what I want to do instead of what you want me to do. Lord, there's no perfect person that walked this earth but you. And for that, we are grateful that we have life through the death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus, I'm asking you today, may the word of God dwell in us and consider all the things you have for us in your word. The calling of God and the gift of God is irrevocable. And I ask you, allow that irrevocable gift to come to the surface today. Lord, all across this room and People at the sound of my voice right now, God, are looking for purpose. I'm asking you, fill their lives with purpose. Let them see that you're calling them to a life of abundance. And that's not about material things, though there may be some. Abundant living includes joy and grace, forgiveness and generosity. Help us to live that way, because that's how you called us And that's how you intended it. In Jesus' name, Lord. May our lives be the way you intended it. Let your word dwell in us, we pray.